Welcome to the Western Front. This is episode three, season one, and the podcast hits the waves on Monday, May 27. And West Coast come from 33 points down to beat the Crows and make it four straight. Allen goals! West Coast lead it by six. And a remarkable comeback from the reigning premiers. And if you thought that was exciting, what about this one? The Dockers trailed for 90 minutes of 105 in the game at Optus Stadium, but they beat Brisbane after the siren. Michael Walters wins the game for the Dockers. He makes every post a winner. Lockie Reid, welcome to you. What a weekend. Oh, Timmy, gee, I, I was... My, it was goosebumps yesterday watching the Fremantle Dockers in Brisbane. Two teams that are rising up the ladder. We thought maybe Fremantle was slowly rising up the ladder and Brisbane were a little ahead. But all of a sudden, uh, Fremantle looked pretty good and so too the Lions. That was a great game. Yeah, absolutely. So Fremantle get themselves into the top eight now with that win against Brisbane. And the West Coast Eagles are sitting fifth. Two years ago, we would have said that Fremantle and Brisbane was the who cares game. No one cared about Fremantle and Brisbane. All of a sudden, it was a real spectacle. It certainly was. Uh, skill level at times was a bit average, but scoring was tight. And as we saw and heard just a moment ago, a wonderful achievement for Michael Walters on Sir Doug Nichols' round. It was ending in the hands of one of the most delightful young men, a, a man who's come from a long way back over his football journey. And on that stage, I thought it was fitting to round, round 10 with a point the best point ever, off the boot of Michael Walters. Okay, well, uh, I've got stats, and um, usually when I get stats, I steal stats from other people, all right? But um, this one I have stolen, Tim. So Swamp Thing, I apologise, but I'm taking it off you. How about this? Fremantle have played 552 AFL games over their, uh, since their inception in 1995. 551 of those games have featured an Indigenous player. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, that is a great stat. Mm. And uh, started by the great Jared Neesham, who still yes. runs the Clontarf Academy, does some great things for Indigenous youth. And yes, there has been an imprint, hasn't there, over the journey. But that is a... Do we know the game that... I do. I'd have to just go back to Sir Swamp Thing's uh, tweet. <laughs> you didn't write that bit down. I didn't write that. Uh, just you talk for a second. Hang on. I, I think I did copy and paste it somewhere. Oh, all righty. So as Lockie Reed tries to get that stat for us, it is astonishing stat. Coming up on the show, our regulars. Now, right field, left field. If you're listening for the first time, this is a question we prepare for each other, and that is the right field. So we know what question is coming, and we can research it, get some stats. Timmy, 1995, round 12 against Adelaide, it was. That was their first year. Mm. That was their first year under Jared Nisham. Yeah. Ah, it's a good stat. So Thank you. Against Adelaide. Nice work by you. So the right field question is a question that we know is coming. Yep. You've stat you've done your stats. Pre prepared, yes, all yeah. night. You and your stats. Alrighty. <laughs> and then there's the left field, which is yep. basically a question without notice, Ooh. no research, yep. and it could really make or break our careers on the Western Front podcast. Well, it could make or break your career, my question today. I'm waiting for that this one. This is a goodie, Timmy. Now, why we've got people listening, and, you, yeah. and don't forget, don't forget, if you're listening now, then clearly you know where to find this podcast, but you can get it on Spotify, tell your friends, Spotify, Acast, and of course, iTunes, subscribe, like, rate us, do all that sort of stuff, tell everyone about us, and we've also got a Twitter now, WFrontW, that's at WFrontW for the Western Front, and we're building up a bit of a following there as well, Lockie. How many followers have we got, uh, you know? Right now, would you say? As we record this? Yes. 
18. Come on. <laughs> Let's get to 20. Let's build it to and 20. And you're one of them and I'm the other. <laughs> Two, so 16. Two's my mum, my dad, <laughs> my brother's in All there. All righty. Yeah, okay. What did you make of the weekend in general? Look, I thought it was a really enthralling weekend. Uh, obviously, from a West Coast and Fremantle perspective, West Coast, they are amazing, aren't they? They were dead and buried at half-time, maybe even midway through the third quarter. And for some reason, Luke Shuey said, hey, I've got a Norm Smith medal around my neck and I'm just going to turn things up and I'm going to destroy you, Adelaide. And he was, I think, eight clearances in the second half. His final quarter was one of the better final quarters by an individual I've yeah. seen in a long time. Yeah, and it was the big three, big four stepped up, didn't they? Elliot Shui, Yo. Yo, Gaff, Sheed. It really was You'd that hate four. to be tackled by Elliot Yo, wouldn't yeah, you? well, he's done some amazing tackles. Now, interesting enough, there was a talk about three weeks ago that Gaff and Sheed can't be in the same team. Well, yeah, that... I think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> They've put them to bed. Now, can I just share with the podcast family on the Western Front, mm. um, on Saturday, it was a classic game. Yep. Adelaide against West Coast. Mm. Hundreds of thousands of people watching, listening. I was watching West Coast. I watched it. No. You watched West Coast, but the wrong West Coast. You were watching the wrong West Coast Eagles game, Tim. I was at... <laughs> I was watching the West Coast Eagles waffle team take on Swans yeah. while all that was going on. So first question here is, why the heck did they play them at the same time? Okay. Second question is, did you see any of the West Coast Eagles mm. come back in one of the great games of all time? Mm. Okay, I'll answer first the first question. question. Mm. Um, I did ask that question, why couldn't we play it at midday? And then mm -hmm. we could all go home for the Adelaide game. Yep. But there was a women's game on. Peel fair versus enough. Swan District, so fair enough, yep. you know, lay out the red carpet for the, the game of uh, women's because it's, it's going places. And uh, no, I didn't see one ball <laughs> kicked in anger. But interesting, I, look, I got a text. Yeah. I got a text. When West Coast in Adelaide were 33 points down, mm. I got a text. From who? Simo. Oh, no, Simo rubbish. said... How do I get to watch? Because he was obviously thinking that his team was gone. <laughs> he was I, looking for replacements. <laughs> young Cameron, he goes, I'm hearing Jared Cameron's doing some good things. So he goes, can, can I, where can I watch this game of your commentator? This is no bulldust, though, seriously. I got a text from Simo, Simo yep. and he said, things are unravelling here in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I get onto the YouTube yep. or the West Coast Eagles Facebook and watch a bit of magic with you and Steve Bandy and Dana Hooker, the new AFLW recruit? Wow. Yep. Did you send him the link? I sent him the link. Yep. End of the game said, sorry, mate, things got back on track here at Adelaide. How did you go? <laughs> we don't know Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> Bad luck, Matty Allen. No, he wasn't playing, was he? Because he travelled. That would like Who Jeremy. were the stars in the reserves mm -hmm. games? Not Jeremy Cameron, because he was busy with the Giants. But Jared uh, Cameron. Jared Cameron. <laughs> Jared Cameron. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Jared Cameron kicked four goals. Oh. Only had the seven kicks. Mm -hmm. Four goals. Keegan Brooksby had 50 hit-outs. He just dominates. Oh, you but... go, you're banging on about yeah, Keegan Brooksby. Yeah. He ain't going to no, get a game, guys. going to get a game. That's fair There's enough. a bloke called Nick Natanui coming yeah, back. Right, Keegan okay. Brooksby. Yep. I'm closer to a game for the Eagles than, well, maybe not. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen the size of Keegan Brooks. Yeah, he's but a big unit. He's probably listening. He's a good player. He's a good player. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's listening he to the podcast. He won't get a game for he's the Eagles. He's listening to this podcast. I, I don't care. Yes, you do care. If you saw him, mate, he's seven foot eight and he's got eight axe I handles like across. I like Keegan Brooks. Oh, all of a sudden. He's fine. He's a great <laughs> player, but he ain't getting a game in the next couple of weeks, Timmy G. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, and uh, don't forget, we, we, we as it's called the Western Front, it is, you, you may have known, it's a bit about WA. We're a bit skewed mm. WA. Now, we're getting a lot of feedback and a bit of pushback from the East Coast. Right. What about 
the East Coast teams. Collingwood are good. Melbourne are crap. What's going on there? Did you watch the Melbourne game on the weekend? Little bits. More, I saw more of the Melbourne game than I did One of the, the Eagles funniest, in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest moments I've ever seen in in amongst my frustration of smashing couches and throwing hey, things at the hey. TV. No, I get too carried away, yeah, Tim. Violence, I prefer mate. to commentate the Melbourne games than actually watch it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there was one where Melbourne actually kicked a goal, which was quite amazing because they only kicked about three in the first half. Mm. And the ball went through. And Heath Shaw from GWS was so frustrated that they kicked their second goal for the game, he smashed the goalpost with his fist. It was like, mate, settle down. Oh, They've no. only kicked three goals. What are you worried about? You're 20 goals ahead. It was a very funny moment. Uh, Love the passion, Heath. So we are going to keep an eye on the East Coast teams, but only a chance to sink the boots in. And that, let's mm. get our attention to the East Coast just briefly. Gary Ablett, three weeks in a row under the match review officer eye, two weeks for the high elbow, mm. got off both of those mm. and many believe he probably is lucky on one. Yep. And then he just... Well, let's be honest, he wants a week off and uh, Chris Scott won't give him a week off so he's doing his absolute best each and every week to have a week off. He's a tired man. He's an old fella. He needs just a bit of a break to spark himself into action in the second half of the season. Gary Ablett looking for a week mm. off so he smacked Anthony Miles yep. of Gold Coast. Yep, that's what you do, Tim. Brad Scott was interesting, running out to his playing huddle, and David King was lurking with intent as a sideline reporter with Fox Footy. Of course, David King, a premiership star. So what, what is the background there? Well, I think David King has basically inferred that the shin bone of spirit has gone, and maybe Brad Scott doesn't drill that into the playing group. Or, sorry, should I say didn't drill that into the playing group during yeah. his reign as coach. Brad Scott challenged his own football department and recruiting department several weeks ago and said, we're a long way from it. They then turned it around onto him, allegedly, and said, are you in for the long haul? He said, not with this current group because mm. I just don't think it's going to work and it's a, it's a long-range plan. But he basically saying he was questioned by David King. David King led the charge, I think, within his rights as yep. a critic. And well, I that's what you've got to do. Yeah, and I think David King's well within his rights. I mean, you know, it's probably hurting him more than it is hurting most other members of the media because of his North Melbourne background. So on the weekend, he's running out. There is no doubt... He feigned to drop yeah, the shoulder. Absolutely. King didn't see it coming because he was had his back to it. He murmured some words. We won't repeat what they were. You can any lip reader would know what uh, Brad Scott said. And then he sort of made an implication that he bumped David King when they were playing Brisbane v North Melbourne many moons ago, and he and you know he hit him hard that day as a player. And I don't think he got up and came back from that. I don't think it's Brad Scott's finest moment. I think he was caught up in the emotion of it. Um, he will get another job. We know that. He will so get another job. But if, that's not going to be look good on his resume. So in terms of the other job, so if he's gone in and said, look, I don't think I've got the passion to continue to with North Melbourne. And con so is he going to go to Carlton? If he goes to Carlton, does he all of a sudden have the passion to rebuild that group? Do you not think that their group's a bit more advanced than North Melbourne? Well, do you think they are? Yeah, they are. That's the problem. At Carlton, wow. that's the problem. Because Brendan Bolton is struggling to get the best out of that young group. They've got a good enough list to be a lot more competitive than they so are. So is Brad Scott a good coach? Has he done a great job yeah, at no, the No, he hasn't Kangaroos? done a great job. He's done a very good job. So has he uh, got a great brand that you would say he's the Carlton finals. man? Yeah? Yeah, a couple, I, I think a couple of preliminary finals. I like him. I think he's great. as From a media perspective, he and Chris Scott are 
just fantastic. He does a lot of sweating on the top lip. Have you noticed his top lip and his no, chin gets very really sweaty when he gets, lip, Well, you should, because that's mm. where he speaks from. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> a TV thing. All righty. Right. So, yes, I do think he'll coach again. And yep. I think, you know, he's oh, I'm going to play golf and get to know my wife again and go back for North Melbourne. He sat in the press conference, did you notice, with the white shirt? Yes. No markings, no sponsors, logo. surrender. That's a surrender. I'm done. Mm. Um so let's let's cut to the chase. Yep. So North Melbourne are going to be looking for a new coach. Yep. Are you available? You had the the one year at Subiaco one, Colts. One and a half. One and a half was it? I left halfway through. I oh, know you walked out. You you did the Brad Scott. <laughs> you started this revolution. So Brad Scott's job is available. Yep. Okay. Who are the first three people that they will call? Look, if you want the shin bone of spirit, there's a bloke that just uh, works about oh, 350 metres up the road, Adam Simpson. He's contracted until 2020 and uh, 2022. Uh, my good buddy Andrew Embley said there's more chance of Adam Simpson playing for the Kangaroos <laughs> than actually coaching the Correct. Kangaroos. He ain't leaving the West Coast Eagles because no, that is the most secure job. Have you seen the house job. he lives in? The, oh, he had yeah, built at absolutely. City Beach? The Taj Mahal. Yeah. So you ain't going to the North Yeah, you ain't going there. Why would uh, you? Paul Ruse seems to be always the bloke you go to. Did a great job at Melbourne. No. Got him back on track. No, it's, like getting, no. it's like getting John Todd to coach again. <laughs> I love Toddy, but the, game moves, the game's John moved on. Todd. Toddy, good man, Toddy. Yeah, okay. Um, There's two other phone calls. Two others? John we, Longmire. Yeah, John Longmire. And Alistair Clarkson. Yeah. So there's three North Melbourne connections there. Mm-hmm. You've just got to make the call. You've got to make the call. So What does it take? Is it just money? Because you're telling me that Six North years. Melbourne is the worst list in the competition. If you're telling me yeah, North is. is worse than Carlton, they are the worst in the competition. Uh, is, it's the worst list in regards to... You've got a lot of money. Well, they have now, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they've got a... Their, their, their kids aren't as good, and they've recruited bit part players. Mm. You know, Pollock and Hall's not even playing, and Dom Tyson at his third club. It's just yeah. not happening. So, 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 he, so Brad Scott's won. Yep. Do we genuinely believe, and I do, there could be three, if not four to five jobs at the end of this coaching Ooh. season? So we're thinking uh, the Saints, gone. if they don't make the finals, the Saints. Saints are in trouble. Bolton's gone at Carlton. You've got North Melbourne's job. What else? You've got another club. Who's the other club? Woosha. Oh, yes. Yes. Potential. Yeah, look, contracted, understand it. He didn't want the job in the first place. I remember he was only filling in, mm. you know, when he went to Adelaide. Yep. He filled in for the late Phil Walsh. I just don't know. Didn't he re-sign for a couple of yeah, years? Yeah, but it means nothing, mate. Yeah. If he's not if he's not connecting with the playing group. And, and I love Woosh. You know, we go a long way back to Wilbur's Worms, the basketball yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll talk about that one week, Wilbur's Worms. <laughs> so uh, he just sits on the bench. And I know he's not the most demonstrative coach, but he sat there like a school kid. During the last quarter, a camera was on him. He's got the headphones on, and he's just like he's in another world. <laughs> and I love maybe, him. Maybe he was watching your YouTube of the West Coast Eagles reserves. Versus Swans, yeah. yeah, yeah, they lost. I've done that. I've done three games. Yeah, I've done three They've games. Lost them all. I lost all three. No good. Hey? No good. No, West no, Coast Eagles team reserves. Tested. Mind you, they did finish with two short. West but, Perth won. Yep. Subi won. They're yep. my teams. <laughs> so there it is there. Hey, big coaching uh, dramas, of course. Hey, we're going to take a break on the Western Front podcast. Coming up, Tim's top three, Lockie. Yes, yes. How does that work? Well, what we do is I ask you who's your top three players <laughs> from the weekends. That's simple as that, Tim. Left field, right field. We've got the Bank West. Thank you, Bank West. Oh, I love Bank West. Bank with them each and every day. <laughs> 
getting money out. $10,000 up for grabs to the best eagle or docker. We've got our votes for the weekend's fixtures and a whole lot more. And we are going to mention a sporting result that is worthy of headlines on the Western Front. Hope you're enjoying it wherever you're listening. This is the Western Front. The Professor and the Hack. Accessible politics with just a touch of depth. I'm Hugh Rimmington. And I'm Peter Van Onselen. You can find us, The Professor and the Hack, wherever you find quality podcasts. Hello, welcome back to the Western Front. Stay with us. Oh, we had to pay the bills, Lockie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had to pay my credit card bill from Bank West. Thank you. They're still coming up, yeah. those Bank West votes. No, okay. Tim's top three time, Lockie. Yes, here we go, Timmy. So what you need to do is you need to actually watch footy over the weekend, which I... I'm a little concerned that you didn't. Yeah, I know. The right games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. But you didn't get a choice, mate. I had to do the West you Coast had Eagles. to do it, did you? Yeah. You need better priorities, Tim. We need to sit down and chat about this. Uh, okay, so you need to pick not necessarily the three best players from the weekend, yep. but it needs to be a story behind Got three, it. two, and one. Thank Last you. week, very WA biased. Yep, sorry. Very WA biased. I liked it, <laughs> and I'd like to continue it that way. Three, two, and one, Timmy G. One vote. Mm-hmm. David Mundy in yesterday's game against Brisbane. So, Solid. Hey, Solid, solid. Yeah, just solid. rock solid. When the yeah. game was there, he was just when needed. Wasn't his best game, yeah. but solid. There's a lot of hair when Fife and Mundy are yeah. together yeah. in the middle. I have used that line. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of hair, hair in there. There's some hair in there and a ball as well. Oh, the ball as well, <laughs> I was going to say, and some skill as well. Yeah, there you go, like yeah but it's not as good as a ball in there. Yeah, okay. All righty. Uh, one vote, David Mundy. Yep, good. Two votes, 31 touches, a goal and five tackles. Dom Sheed. Dom Sheed. Okay, so these are not the best players from the weekend. Hang you on, just hang on. You, you preface it by saying there has to be a story behind the three-two. Okay. Well, well, I'm giving I'm you the story. The, well, okay. Get the theme. At the here. moment, I would have thought there were about three or four better players at West Coast than him. But okay, I'm waiting for the theme. Didn't say he was the best player, right, no, but mate. he's in the Tim's top okay. three. Okay, one David Mundy, mm-hmm. two Dom Sheed, thirty-one touches, a goal and five tackles. Yep, three votes. Liam Baker. 24 touches, nine tackles, four marks, and a goal for Richmond. I know. David Mundy, Dom Sheed, Liam Baker, Tim's top three. So your top three are because of your beloved Subiaco football club. Glory, glory, Subiaco. (laughs) Glory, glory, Subiaco. David Mundy, premiership player. Yep. Dom Sheed. Had to leave with the alignment, but he's yeah. a great Subi man. He's always at the club there. Yeah. Yep. When they said, do you want to play for East Perth? Nah. Do you want to play for West Coast Reserves? Nah. Do you want to play for Subiaco? That's my club. That's yep. the club that put him on the mat. And yeah, Liam Baker. Yeah. Liam Baker was living down in Mandura, mm. for those who don't know, in the southern suburbs, down where Peel Thunder is. Yep. He had to play at West Perth at mm. June Delup. Too mm. far. Yep. So he bulldusted to the footy commission and the footy league and all the waffle clubs. said, oh, I'm not travelling on that. So Subi said, we'll take him. There he had goes. a pretty good year, Liam had Baker. Premiership player yep. and then gets drafted by a Richmond a couple yep. of years ago. So well yep. done. So they are my top three. Okay. We heard Adam Papalia. Hats off to Paps. Yes. Very good caller, yeah, Paps. Yeah, the chunky little Italian, right? So, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It only is. Is it pa- Papalia or Papalia? Papalia. Yeah, yeah Papalia. <laughs> he doesn't like being called Papalia. No. Adam Papalia. So, so he'll be listening to this. Yeah. He's a good man. Yeah. Really, and a wonderful commentator. Mm. Okay. Lazy, but he's a good commentator. Oh. All righty. No, no, he's lazy, mate. Because he's just... Yeah, is he lazy? He did two games on the weekend, smashed them both. But he's, mate, he's about 
19 years of age, the bloke, <laughs> and all he wants to do is commentate. All right, wrap doesn't want to do the hard yards. He does. Where's the journalism side of his he game? Want to be, who wants to be a journalist if you can be the number one commentator at Fox Footy or 10 or 9 or 7? You don't want to be a journalist each and every... Um, Hello. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoops. Um, no, well, like, I love being a journalist, but, like, perhaps he, he doesn't want to be a journalist. Fair enough. Fair call. Yeah, he's a good commentator. Yeah, he's really good. Very good. So here is your call. And, look, I'm self-indulgent again. Now, I wasn't – now, there's a story behind – so you call for Triple M, 94.5, Mix 95.5, yep, yep. alongside Dennis Committee. Yes. Andrew Emmett. Yes, yep. Yep, yep. I was calling the game for AFL, AFL Nation, Nation for, for Croc, Croc Media, Media yep. alongside uh, Hayes and Krause and David Lindsay. Dave Lindsay. About three minutes from the end of the game, Lockie, mm-hmm. I had to go to the toilet. So, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're the, the main commentator yeah, the here, aren't you? Because Dave Lindsay has just joined just, AFL Nation. Correct. So you're the host. Yep. So three minutes to go in the game, yep. the host yep. of the show yep. needs to go to the toilet. Yeah, it was either that or do it in my pants, look. So I had to go to the toilet. Anyway, I came back. Yeah. And there was a minute Are 19. Are you kidding me? You no. missed. No, no, I got back in oh, time. Oh, you got back in time. But I couldn't okay. then all of a sudden, you know, do up my stride, sit back down in position 1A, mm. and then go, thanks, Dave, for holding the fort while I was overdoing number twos. Right. Uh, I'm now coming back <laughs> to commentate in the game, yeah. and I'll call the moment. Yeah. So I let David call it. And he, very solid call. Nailed it. Nailed it. No, no, no. He's just a solid Solid effort. Yeah, no, no, he did. He nailed it. He nailed it. It was beautiful. (laughs) And we've heard Adam Papalia, every post a winner. Yeah. That was very good. So you work alongside Dennis. Dennis. And you were given the moment. Well, I was given the moment. This is how it unfolded. Uh, We like to give give Den the big chance to nail it because he's the guru. Goes to the promos. (laughs) Goes to the promos. Lucky who? And then, so Walters has taken the mark. Den's called the passage of play leading yep. up to Walters yep. taking the mark. Yep. He's about to run in, yep. and Den goes, take it away, Lockie. Oh! <laughs> Give it to the main man, Den. That's what we like to see. Dennis, and Dennis. the lobster absolutely did okay. Yeah, good boy. Mm. I thought you were going to say nail it, and I thought that would be really <laughs> self-indulgent. Anyway, good job. Here it is. Walters from outside 50. Needs the score. Sends it on its way. He's done better than that. He's hit the post. He's won the game for him. Sun rises and steals victory for Frio. Solid. Solid. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's yeah, good. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Good job. People that's understand it. it's not easy to do that type of no, stuff. No, that's right. Famous points after the siren, Lockie Reed. There has been five in history. Michael Walters, of course. Yep. That was a poster too. That was very, very unique. Was has there been an, another poster? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not too sure about that. Lucky. I thought he nailed it. I thought he actually kicked the goal. There's only been five after the siren yeah. single point wins. Uh, Walters, of yep. course. Ten years ago, Jimmy Bartell versus Hawthorne. Yes, remember that one. Did Kelly Underwood. Kelly call that? Underwood called that one. 1996, the most famous of yeah. the lot that we recall. Mm. Tony, Tony Plagger. Lockett. Lockett. Lockett, the most important kick of his career. Great call. Great call. And that got him into a grand final. And the other two, Kenny Newland for Geelong in 1972. Kenny Newland and Tom Hickey's uh, uncle, Harry Hickey, in 1944. Have we got got that (laughs) highlights? Yeah. No, I don't think he's related to Tom Hickey. We can't play that? No. 
Okay. Harry Hickey, Ken Yulin, Tony Lockett, Jimmy Bartell, <laughs> and Michael Walters. Time for left field, right field, Lockie Reed. So for those who don't know, the right field question is one we've had time to prepare. Yep. And the left field question is one that really comes off off short notice. In fact, no notice whatsoever and could stump us and basically could end our careers. Yep. Okay. So right field, right field. I'm ready. All right. So in the off-season, Lockie Neal uh, changed clubs. Blown away, heard the rumours that he might not have got along with certain people, all that. They're, they're all rumours. He denies it all. So we sit here and we think, why has he chosen Brisbane? Couldn't have been for more money because Freo could have afforded the same amount of money. He must have seen something in Brisbane when he changed over. My question to you is, in terms of winning a premiership, did Lockie Neal make the right decision? So the question in summary is, are Brisbane more advanced to winning a flag Correct. than Fremantle with Lockie Neal? Yep. Yeah, by, by a long way. By a long way. I think Brisbane's list, I think Fremantle's list is ready, but are they good enough? Mm-hmm. They don't kick enough, big enough score. Brisbane have a better list. Yep. I thought they were the best team yesterday for the best part of the game. Yeah. They didn't score a goal at the city end. No, that was quite amazing. Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Because Dane Zorko... He went the wrong way. Won oh. the toss and went to the nullable plane end. Yeah. Two two captains have done that. They've both lost. Is that right? Don't go that way, mate. Okay. So they didn't kick a goal going to that way. So what's they... that? To the right of screen? So when you're looking at right of screen, that's the Rottnest Island yep. Indian Ocean end. Yep. That's the way you've got to go when you win that's the toss. That's the way to go. Shannon Hearn okay. always All goes captains. that way. Do you think Scotty Penn will be, be listening and going, okay, next time I'm at yeah. off the stadium? He will yep. be. Good. Yep. Good. So... The answer to your question is, yes, I do think Brisbane are more advanced than Fremantle, and I think they are more chance of winning a flag before Fremantle. That's okay. my answer, so I think he's right. pulled the right rein. My right field question to you, Lockie Reid, mm. and, it, and it is going back to the coaching theme, is will Ross Lyon sign a new deal to stay at Fremantle before season's end? Will Fremantle entertain that thought? I know he's got a contract. One more year left? Yes, one more year. Is it time to re-sign Ross Lyon, or do you think for them to go next level, they've got to make a change? Uh, I don't know about making the change as yet, but I wouldn't be re-signing him until I find out whether they have improved this year. Now, they're five wins right now. The last two seasons, they've had eight wins. And the season before that, going back, it was four wins. So four, eight and eight. I think they stagnated last year. They made the bold moves in the trade period uh, over the off-season. Some have worked. Rory Lobb's been rock solid, probably playing out of his natural position, but doing a pretty good job in the absence of Sandlands and Darcy not really getting on the park. Jesse Hogan's been a bit of a failure at the moment. Hopefully he can improve. I would be waiting till the end of the season before I even contemplate it. But they would have to, for me, for Ross Lyon to re-sign a longer-term deal than end of next year, he would have to have won 11 games this year. Okay, so judging by looking through your brain and seeing the yep. cogs, that may have actually been my left-field question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well answered. Thank you very what much. What was the right-field question that I gave you? The right-field question yeah. was, uh, when will the Eagles lose their next game? That's what I thought yeah. it was. And as I was going, I was going, you're doing really so, well. Can I set the example here? So... In the last week since we've done our last podcast, Goss has written a 
uh, page email saying we must stick to the structure. We must go step by step yep. through. We must have this yep. rundown sitting here. Yeah, got it. Lock, last week you were going off tangent, you know, asking the wrong questions. Yep. You've stuffed it. Sorry, mate. 17, 18 minutes into the show. Sorry, mate. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Second half, halfway through. Now, mm. I will say this to you right now. Uh, well answered, though. Thank you. Okay, so... God, I'm sweating. <laughs> you did well. Oh, actually... This is the most honest answer you've ever given. Oh. All righty. Yeah. Picket fence sitter. All righty. <laughs> uh, right field question, then, is when will the Eagles lose their next game? I'll be very short on this Please one. Please do. We're I... running out of time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, look, the natural answer to this would be... The Richmond game and the second Ooh, last game of the season. That would be the natural one because they've got Bulldogs, Sydney, Essendon, Hawks, Frio, Collingwood, Melbourne, Collingwood's uh, at home, so you would think they'd win at home. Um, but I'm going to say, and you're going to laugh. Yeah, you're an idiot. I can see you. I've just looked down at a piece of paper. Mate, they no, will no. lose no. to Melbourne. You're a peanut. They'll right. lose to Melbourne at no the credibility. MCG. Okay, ask me my question. I'm not even going to entertain that answer. All right. Stupid. So this is the left field question. Ready. And you know how you say... We're on the clock. It puts jobs on the line, this one. We're on the clock. All right. Back in 2010, you yep. were um, travelling with Channel 10 to um, cover the AFL Grand Final. All right? Yep. And I've just brought in a lie detector right now. Oh, hello. Did you... <laughs> Well, I'll set up the thing. You had a ticket and accreditation to go to the game. It was the drawn grand final, one of the great grand finals of all time. You were there for Channel 10 covering it. Did you actually attend the game or was it true that you sat in your hotel room and watched it down the road about 300 metres away? I oh, see. That's just not fair. Why would it? Who told you? Did I? Did I have? I actually told you this before, or someone else told you? Yeah, true. Answer's you did true. not te- attend the greatest grand final. It was the drawn grand long, final. The drawn grand final. And the amazing part was, <laughs> wait, I rang the then boss. She was, stop. I rang the boss. Wait, and I said, "Do you want me to stay for another week and cover the replay?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> Time for the Bankwest Player of the Year. Thanks to Bankwest, ten thousand dollars to the charity of the winning player. So if it's Fremantle, it goes to the charity that is aligned to Fremantle, and if it is an Eagles player, it goes to the West Coast Eagles. All right, let's get through this. <laughs> um, the West Coast and Adelaide game, three to one. Yeah, one vote we gave Andrew Gaff, two votes to Elliot Yo and Luke Shuey. Well, I mean, he gets three votes just simply for that last quarter, thanks to yeah, Bankwest. Absolutely, and the Fremantle game, of course. Uh, I thought uh, Walters gets a vote just because of the pressure at the end of the game for the point. Uh, Luke Ryan, yeah. I always say Liam Ryan, but it's <laughs> Luke Ryan. He was superb. Finally gets a good game with that terrible hairdo. And um, Bradley Hill, 950 squillion metres gained. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Fantastic. And the leaderboard for the Bankwest, $10,000 going to the charity of the uh, winning club. The player from that respective club looks Fife, like this. He still leads on 13. Uh, Luke Shuey made his move with the three votes. He's on 11. Dave Mundy on 10. Uh, Hearn also on 10. And Michael Walters on the nine. Okay, so we've come clean. I did not attend the first <laughs> grand final that was drawn. Thanks for showing uh, up, Lockie. Appreciate that. Oh, no, it's a pleasure to be here, Tim. It's been a lot of fun today. Mm. The West Front podcast. Tell a friend. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, WFrontW, and don't forget download, downcast, down. Uh, what is, what else do they do on there? Like us, put some yeah. stars, rate us, yeah, rate us. share us, mm-hmm. comment on us. 
Yep. Um, subscribe to us. Be nice in the comments. Yeah, and uh, spread the word. Until next week, this has been The Western Front.